From WGCU News, I'm Amy Tardif. 61-year-old Dr. Razak Dasani and his daughter, 28-year-old Dr. Farah Dasani, talk about him growing up in Bombay, moving to the United States to practice medicine, being a father, and his love and optimism for the United States as a Muslim Indian. Full disclosure, Farah worked for WGCU News for three years. You are a Indian Muslim immigrant, originally from a smaller village, grew up in Bombay in a one-room apartment with five, six other people. I just wanted to ask, why are you so optimistic? We moved to Bombay when I was two and a half years old. So it was a change. We had a big place in the village, and uh, we moved into a very small place. And even though we were not rich by any means, we were not super poor, but uh, I never felt deprived. You know, my mom and dad both were not educated, educated enough to read and write, but not really higher. But they always told us that if you want to get somewhere, then you're going to have to study. So my older brother was the first one who ever went to college in our entire family, and then everybody else followed. God has been good to me all along, so there was nothing to complain about. Can you tell me a little bit more about your dad? If you think I am hardworking, then you should have seen my dad. He probably took three, four, five days of uh, vacation in a year, which was mostly to visit his father. And uh, he was a very simple person. You know, He didn't even finish high school. He was like an eighth, ninth grade, but had a tremendous command on numbers. He worked in a company where he was one of the accountants. It was a fishing company, wasn't it? Right. It was a selling fish. What kind of relationship did you have with him? Well, we had a very common relationship that we had in India, which is basically very formal. That's why, you know, what relationship I had with you guys was totally opposite. So, you know, he never sort of played with us, no messing around. Although I'm proud of it that I made him laugh many times. Uh, I was horsing around uh, every now and then, and he would laugh. And that would make me feel good because he was a very serious person. So how did your relationship with him, how that influenced your relationship with all three of us? Well, I missed the part of uh, friendliness. Also, he never praised me on my face, even though later, you know, I saw from his action that he was very proud. So here, the relationship with the children is a little bit more informal and more friendly. There was one time that you told me that one of the happiest moments in your in your life was when you found out that you could go to America. Why was that? Most of the people in India used to go to England for higher education, whereas America had just opened in late 60s for the Indian subcontinent. So when we were in med school, we always used to talk about it, that, you know, we need to go to USA. Why? Because, you know, I think everybody in the world wants to come to USA as much as we whine here. And, you know, bigger country, better country, freer country. And see, do you ever wonder how my my generation, I guess you would consider us first-generation Americans, do you ever wonder what our experience is like? You didn't ask me to come here. I came here. So I can't just tell you to live like... We lived in India when you were here. Actually, I would like you to tell me, did you feel deprived? Because you probably did not get to do everything that your friends did. Well, you know, I actually don't. Like growing up in the 90s, it was as American for me to listen to the Macarena and do the dance as it was to, you know, listen to like China, China (laughs) and dance at the India Festival. 
So what about the being a minority? Because oh. you were obviously different. In your school, maybe there were only two or three Indian kids oh, at yeah. the most. Did it bother you? Usually if there was any other person that had the same skin color as me from South Asia, people would assume that we were related. <laughs> I guess the first time I felt racism was like in kindergarten. Six years old, I remember some person told another person in the class not to be friends with me anymore because I was quote-unquote brown. Really? Yeah. And people bully me based on things that, you know, you can't help. Like my name. My name is different. So did it bother you? I didn't realize that I was that different from everybody else, I think, until 9-11. And that's when I would hear people say things that were very hurtful about people with our background, you know, Muslim Americans. And I felt like I was different. And I actually did try to hide the fact that I was Muslim. And then I realized sometime in high school that I didn't hide it anymore. What could I have done different, better in raising you? It's really hard for me to think of things that I would do different because I feel so fortunate. Remember that one time we were in the car driving to St. Augustine and that Paul McCartney song came on? Silly love songs? Oh. Remember we were singing? Do you know the, the line that we sing? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. I like to know. Yeah, I remember the song. Then here I go. And then what we did? Again. Again. I would do that. I would sing in the car. This interview with Razak and Farah Dasani of Fort Myers was recorded at StoryCorps in Fort Myers, a national initiative to record and collect stories of everyday people.